If you shit in the sink at exactly 4.20 a.m. and yell Amogus 69 times, a shadowy figure called Mom will come to beat you up, and you will wake up in a place called the Orphanage. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 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 Growl. Jason, I see you're drinking Miller Light here. I am indeed. Is it because uh, you're rebelling against the woke Bud Light? <laughs> No, it's because I hate Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's a funny thing about all of all of that whole thing. Yeah, the, the the transgendered woman, social media person, and all the bored suburban white guys that have no oh. their mo- monologue other than like, I don't want to be gay. Right. Right. Uh, it's just I always thought guys that drank Bud Light were a little, little hey, anyways. You know what? I always thought like, oh, no? you don't want to drink a real shit beer. Like if I gave you like a fucking Olympia, yeah, you wouldn't like, know what to do with you it. You would melt like one of the dudes from uh, fucking uh, Raiders of the Lost. Okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Either yeah. one, it, either, either one works. Yeah, yeah, either. Yeah, I just, just uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't, well, I don't, I don't know if Bud Light was ever a manly beer. If we're going to talk about like toxic no. masculinity, it was, was always say. kind of like, oh, you're a pussy. Yeah, because most of the people. The real men drink stuff that doesn't taste good on ever. purpose. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> if, you, if you let us, like, a, like the reason why why SAG is called the cold gold is because you have to drink it ice cold because oh, otherwise yeah. it tastes like runoff. Right. Like, even, even if you open a stag can and it's like. It for some reason the metal smells gross. Like yeah. it's just there's just something oh, off yeah, about no, it. Stag, yeah. Like drinking a can of stag, <laughs> it's like trying to get that little bit last of the juice out of like a hypodermic needle you find on the ground. You're just it's yeah. Just, you're just really you're not you're not drinking stag because it's fun. <laughs> no. No. And uh, the the monologue the inner monologue of of bored shitty like middle aged white men <laughs> that are just like a sentient fucking thumb with a pair of oakley's <laughs> it's like it's like their idea of like protests and bo- and boycotting is like buying shit and then right. destroying it right or kid rock uh, uh setting up a sawhorse and just like blowing away at a 12 pack or apparently something. it fucking hurt his hand doing it <laughs> amazing well uh will stancil has a great uh, tweet about it so much of the right lives entirely inside a cartoon universe of cultural signifiers like i know in the head of the original poster that he's referring to bud light equals no college equals straight homophobe but how much brain power does it require to figure out that many gay people probably also drink cheap beer yeah (laughs) because a lot of them are broke yeah because because the society society mr producer society is keeping the quiz down i won't stand for this Obama, Obama, uh, <laughs> you let him get married, <laughs> right? But you won't let him have equality. <sighs> Show Obama. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time it's gonna get me. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend still teases me. About oh, sure. Every time like, I do that voice around her, like, you know, you did that in front of Jason at one time. And he, j- you're just killing that man. Oh, it was great. I love it. The uh, the Dalai Lama got canceled. Yeah, you hear this? Yeah, um, 
so I I guess I, I guess this defers to me because I'm a, a white guy in the Midwest with a Buddhist tattoo. Uh, <laughs> so there is a lot of stuff in Buddhism that's uh, Mahayana Buddhism, the big vehicle. So you're okay. one person trying to get the most people into enlightenment, you know, over the path. So you could see someone like the Dalai Lama or a Buddhist teacher as like the raft that gets people from one side to the other. Sure. Or a vessel. Yeah. So particularly in Mahayana Buddhism, there is a weird hang up with sexuality, which I think is like most religions. Yeah. Uh, for, for those of you who were not keeping up with the Dalai Lama's comings and goings, by the way. Uh, uh, earlier, oh, he killed a kid. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> just straight up, just straight up, <laughs> walloped a kid with a giant prayer wheel. No. And, read um, the, and, he, and he cracked open the prayer re- wheel, and he read the scroll inside and says, use a bitch. Yeah. Uh, no. And they, <laughs> they pissed on the kid. No, what really happened was uh, that, you know, he kissed a child on the lips and then said something that sounded uh, like, suck my tongue. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of debate about this because a, a, a common Tibetan greeting is, I stuck out my tongue. It may have been one of those weird because things. Because I stuck out my tongue, but he's also like a a religious teacher. Right. And Tibetan Buddhism has all kinds of fucking baggage attached to it that's, I think, outside of the scope of this podcast. Mm. Uh, but, but look up what Tibet was like before uh, Chinese communism, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I could see why Mao <laughs> would be like, man, this is... This is a bad, they had serfs, they had child slaves. Yeah. Um, it's not the best face of Buddhism ever in the world. Sexuality in Buddhism, there's some weird shit. There are certain Chinese Buddhists teachers that way 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 back in the day mm. you know they kind of figure out the same thing that a lot of sex cults figured out like <laughs> oh you should let your daughters have sex with me first uh, uh, you know the buddhist the buddhist teachers and sure. all that or uh one wrote that you shouldn't put your penis in the trunk of a elephant which makes you think that someone probably had to have done it and be like yeah you know what that's not the move that ain't the move chief um, <laughs> the fact that they like had another to boost Buddhist teacher that wrote it's okay for a buddhist monk to have sex only if he is uh woken the night by a young woman uh, on top of him okay so you know uh like kind of like a free use buddhist monk <laughs> <laughs> some sort of early ntr thing yeah yeah just uh buddhism and sexuality has always been a little weird and sometimes there is a playfulness mm-hmm. in the mind of buddhists and buddhist teachers that can seem a little appropriate right to westerners and so it's like I see how people like oh see like all all religious <laughs> teachers are, are creepy pedophiles just yeah, like the Catholics and yeah. all that and it's like also maybe he just like in a way just doesn't know better and kinda. maybe it is kind of an innocent thing but I'm going to say as a white guy in the Midwest with a Buddhist <laughs> tattoo shit kind of freaky yeah kind of weird kind <laughs> of like you know this is why I don't kind of fuck with Tibetan Buddhism and I stick with the Zen shit right uh because you don't you don't have like a, a a centralized teacher there that is definitely helpful not having that so the Dalai Lama did respond to this apologizing to the uh, the family and the and the boy uh as many as let me see uh, hey you know what yeah welcome to 48 minutes dogs barking oh yeah that's right I'm Brian <laughs> my uh my nor- my nerds rope too long my girl too shy this is Jason uh, who uh, forgets that we have an audience and we're not just bullshitting in the Tower Grove Chalet. He, he say, I'm good enough. Uh, look at my da-da-da. That's all I know about that. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> yeah, so welcome to the show, everybody. Sorry, we uh, we kind of... Anyways, back to the uh, uh, yeah, Dalai Lama being the, a pedatrist. The, the, <laughs> the Dalai Lama did 
issue a statement. His Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt his words may have caused. His Holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the incident uh, to which Twitter user Alicia Zone Dalai Lama pedo notes app apology Twitter post sounds like an MK Ultra activation phrase. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and there's also the part where the Dalai Lama being like a CIA asset and all that. I was actually once traveling through uh, the mountains in Colorado with a couple of friends and we found like a bunch of like rundown buildings. Mm. And there was a plaque that was like where the CIA trained like the Tibetan Buddhist <laughs> monks in the 50s Christ. and 60s. And there was like this quote from like I could, there was a quote from one of the commanders. Yeah, or there was a part of this project that was like we fought with them together and we died and we and when they died we cried as if they were our brothers. Okay, and it was like just like one of those weird things. Like yeah, but kind of CIA. Yeah, there has been a new development in the world of beans, Brian. Oh, is there? <laughs> is there one that is there one that doesn't make you shit out your doo doo ass? I, I don't know. So a uh, <laughs> London advertising executives Tom Snell and Dylan Hardigan have gone viral for making a food item no one asked for: two tins of Heinz baked beans mashed into one gigantic tomato sauce soaked bean. Here is a photo of it. Uh, I asked the question earlier on the web, but I'm throwing it to you now. Would you eat the big bean? Yeah, sure, whatever. Fucking YOLO. <laughs> it's just the. It looks. It looks like an uncooked piece of chicken. Unfortunately, it doesn't look really appetizing. A, I feel no. like. Um, I feel like the presentation could be better. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. It's just and the sauce that it's soaked in is like they said it's a tomato based sauce, which that doesn't feel like it goes with beans unless you're cooking chili. Now, as a joke, I would have a chili, and this is the only bean in it. Just floating in there just like the a one turd bean. in a toilet bowl. <laughs> oh, God. Just the one bean. One bean chili is what you'd call there, it. There, I tell you a story about how my sister once baked a cake, and she, my sister's kind of famously in my family not really good uh, cooking. <laughs> okay. She's gotten much better since the time of when the story occurred. Since but at the, the time, at the time my sister's cooking was, was pretty wild. It was pretty, uh, it was like a little bit Miles Davis. <laughs> and, uh... And that she was doing morphine. <laughs> Might as well. That's all she, I she, she, she baked a cake for Christmas one year, yeah. and my aunt was like, I don't mean to alarm everyone, but there's a completely like solid yolk in my piece of cake. Oh, <laughs> I, no. I mean, and uh, yeah. Oh, gross. Oh, yeah, no, it's not, yeah. it's not great. But uh, that's what the, the giant bean reminds me of. <laughs> it's that random fully cooked yolk in your cake. Yeah, not not great. Unless you're making a quiche, you know. Mm. But No, that's I probably mean, it was like kind the... of like a, a quiche, but uh, no, it was like supposed to be like like a chocolate cake or something. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Carrot boy. cake, I don't know. My family's into weird cakes. Like, it's never just like, can it just be like a normal, right. like, uh, you know, yellow you know, yellow cake with like, you know, uh, buttercream icing. It's got to be like some weird shit. Like, uh, this is like what like the Mormons ate when they were kicked out of like Colorado. And you're like, oh, don't. Why? Yeah. Like, I want to eat frontier cake. <laughs> uh, this is this is cake that uh, Johnny Appleseed ate <laughs> when he was uh, uh, fostering all the all the saplings in the, in the Midwest. Yeah. Oh, this is this is the Paul Bunyan cake. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, just like some dumb Americana shit. This is yeah. This is the Paul Bunyan cake. This is what they uh this is what they uh ate in Kansas <laughs> before uh before money existed or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like always some weird Americana shit. Really? That's yeah. very bizarre. And like Watergate salad or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm like really sure which one. salad. I don't know. There's just like a lot of stuff that like <sighs> tastes good. And then someone says, oh, I can't believe you're eating something with mayonnaise in it. And you're like, yeah, a dessert with mayonnaise. Don't tell me what's in it. Yeah, please. Let me like, it's the same thing with like eggnog. Don't, I can eat eggnog mm-hmm. if you don't make me think about what, what's going on with it. Yeah, I'll drink it. Don't make me contemplate. Don't make me understand the shame. Yes, especially if it's got if it's the Evan Williams one with the whiskey in it. That's a nog worth drinking. Sounds I don't think like. I've, honestly I don't think I've drank eggnog since like grade school. Yeah, I think because I had a family member make me think about what I was doing a little too much, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, I'm out. I'm going back to just getting like really sick off of the Reese's." Yeah, that's pretty much it. So a couple weeks ago, I, I neglected to mention this uh, during our last broadcast, but something pissed me the fuck off and it's a local thing so it's very it's very niche but if you live here in st louis you may have seen this kmox which is our local news talk station put out a poll online about what the best sandwich is it was the sandwich bracket we're going to gary gayman studio too to see what the guest best sandwich in st louis is gary gayman what's the best sandwich in st louis uh we telling up all the votes there jeff and uh, found out that Paschetti's was the favorite sandwich of St. Louis. Wow, that's very interesting. I guess there's a lot of diabetics voting in this. Uh... <laughs> okay, you got me with that one. Yeah, they're they're probably true. But <laughs> I remember uh, I remember one time getting Paschetti's for a band at the Firebird, and them being like, "This, what the fuck's in this yeah, bread? What is going on? Is here? this? Is am I eating cake? Is this a joke? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's the sugariest bread. I mean, they're good sandwiches, but. Boy, I've seen some people just go like, I'm sorry, I thought I was eating a sandwich and not a piece of candy. Right. Uh, like a dessert. It's just very strange. If you leave a piece of Pescetti's bread by an anthill, you will kill the colony. <laughs> well, what's crazy is that, like, you know, we live in an area with a lot of sandwiches. Obviously, there were enough enough places to fill. How, how far did Gramophone get? Or did not even get on there because it's only county trash? Uh, let's see here. Gramophone, Gramophone made it. For the first three rounds, Gramophone beat out Nomad, Zito's Deli, but then it was Gramophone versus Legrand's, and Legrand's for some reason uh, won that one. I don't get sure. that. I think I feel like I feel like Gramophone probably uh, dollar the dollar is probably the best sandwich in St. Louis. I mean, there's there's we, there's plenty of places to eat in St. Louis that are delicious, but I feel like Gramophone is the top tier. Yeah, I would definitely put it up there. Um, I mean, Blue City Deli did the same thing blue city deli i'm a big fan of them they they made it for the first three rounds as well beating out southwest market adriana's and then when they took on legrand's legrand's won it again so it was it, i'm not even sure if i had legrand's it- i've had it once and you know they're good i wouldn't say they're all that good uh joya's same thing first three rounds they beat subdivision carl's deli and mom's deli or no they faced off against mom's deli mom's deli won that one i don't care for mom's deli it's okay it's i right. mean i i have less enthusiasm for their food when i find out that it's like very cop shoppy yeah crown candy which is 
there's like one sandwich they make and the it's BL- the bacon I mean that, sandwich <laughs> i mean the blt is amazing it's great i mean no, the blt the blt is a juggernaut let's yeah, let's not oh no i had to you, split it you, i couldn't if, do it myself if you come yeah. to st louis that's like one of the like probably five things you should eat is like get a shake or a malt from yeah. crown candy and get a blt and just shave off five years of your life yeah pretty much i mean it's, it's like a, and like they like if I remember correctly they like they weave the bacon in so it's like a yeah. lattice yeah and it's yeah. like a pound of bacon it's like a pound of bacon it's per amazing. sandwich yeah <laughs> dude like fhm writers in 2009 must have loved that shit oh yeah absolutely but yeah crown candy uh obviously they got stopped by Pischetti's, viviano's and amigetti's uh, we're in a dead heat amigetti's definitely is up there their their bread's phenomenal but yeah so it was just a weird thing and the fact that this this Okay, so to set. But the you know s- what we're talking about, so you know. What? I know, but to set the scene though, because some some of the people listening to the show are not St. Louis people, so uh, Pischetti's is in a very odd little corner of this little little area of South City. It's by all the the, the strip malls and stuff, and it's yeah. like really kind of out of the way, and it's this little shack, you know, like it looks like it used to be a Pizza Hut. I don't know if that's actually what it was, but yeah. it, it's this little shack, and it's it's just like generic Italian food. But for some reason, they have this rabid following that loves this bread that is entirely too sweet. So I don't get it. It's, I'm, I'm not going to say it's bad bread, but it is, it's too it's, sweet. It's too sweet. Yeah, it's too sweet. <laughs> Jerry, it's too sweet. <laughs> I'm saying the bread's too sweet. <laughs> what is the deal with the bread? What is the deal with WWE, Brian? <laughs> well, with uh, Vince McMahon back, I don't know. Oh no! I mean, it's everything's a fucking problem. Uh, oh, what we got here? What we got here? Uh, <laughs> uh, wrestling shall set you free. So the W. This is according to uh, NBC News. WWE apologizing for using Auschwitz footage in a WrestleMania promo. <laughs> yeah, uh, they use it in the promo and the promo package for Dominic Mysterio, yes. Prison Don, Prison or Don. Dom, I should say. Yeah. The angle they're working with that's so fucking funny and it's good, but it's absolutely amazing that they just somehow mistook Auschwitz, I think, for another uh, just any prison, any other prison. <laughs> like, damn, I guess he is hardcore if he survived Auschwitz. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and uh, looking, you know, fairly young for yeah. Having, yeah. <laughs> How he's very he's very clever. <laughs> So the Auschwitz Memorial, of course, responding, the fact that Auschwitz image was used to promote a WWE match is hard to call an editing mistake. Exploiting the site that became a symbol of egregious human tragedy is shameless and insults the memory of all victims. I guess I guess they haven't been watching the product for the last couple of years because it kind of sometimes feels like, you know, (laughs) no, what it's. The joke is that the product's bad most of oh, the time, okay, got and it. now it's bad again because Vince McMahon's back. Yes. So it kind of, you know what? I'll let Nick Mullen take that <laughs> joke. You can run with it, buddy. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Mario movie came out. Everyone's uh, up in arms about it one way or the other. It's it's what I like to call Schrodinger's woke movie. Either it is or it isn't. Who the fuck knows? It's, uh, I don't know if it is or isn't. It sounds like uh, a missed opportunity just as like a movie goes yeah but i mean here, we've got here's here's four youtube thumbnails just seemingly picked at random uh, mario goes woke mario going woke too much girl boss uh but then of course steven crowder saying the anti-woke super mario brothers movie just set a global record the anti-woke 
Super Mario Brothers movie. That also sounds like an MK Ultra like activation. Phrase. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm taking fucking crazy pills. Like just, and the fact that you know, first of all, fuck Steven Crowder. Let's just get that out of the way. But uh, the fact that this Yahoo is just spending you know two minutes on his program crowing about it as though he had something to do with anything. They that- consulted me, and they, uh, <laughs> they, I said Bowser should have a spiked penis. Right. Man, it's just one of those things where, like, who gives a shit? It's a right. big, glossy it's CGI an movie. movie. It's course, the yeah. fu- Illumination is the fucking, you know, the Despicable Me people. So it's like the yeah. fact that they apparently made something that wasn't completely terrible. Right. It seems amazing. So yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I, yeah. I mean, I get I get the whole culture war thing. And these people have to uh, line their pockets with outrage and uh, faux or earnest or otherwise. It, feels, it sucks, man. It sucks. Feels <laughs> feels bad. Just terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really weird. The uh, Pulp Fiction references in the movie felt a little dated. Twenty minute analingus scene really threw me off. It's, I think. Uh, it really... The the homage to Brown Bunny in the Mario Kart <laughs> section was really weird. And then at the end where they have Luigi reenact the scene from Come and See, I don't really know what that was in there yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> um, all the nods to Sallow. I don't really know what that was. Who that was for? Yeah, you know what? You could definitely see the inspiration from a, a Serbian film, and uh, it's like you know the part where uh, Luigi he he has like his Jacob's Ladder moment. Yeah, I, really. Why I heard the thing that makes it insufferable is all the fucking licensed music just being whatever joy is out of the film. When you have Koji Kondo and all these other people that have made who, who like wrote original music for the movie apparently that didn't get used, and you got Koji Kondo, he's gonna give you bangers. Yeah, the guy, this his whole entire life is good <laughs> shit. Just like, why would you put an '80s pop song in where you could have Koji Kondo hit you with the? I don't know, dude. I just it just it just seems weird. It's weird. It's a weird choice. It's a weird choice. I'll be waiting for it to show up on HBO Go or Max or or it's just called Max now. Yeah. Last bit of weirdness from the internet this week, courtesy of a good friend of the program, Rory Blank, aka Bone Jail, on Twitter. There. Uh, he's, Is he the guy that has the t-shirt site that's called like getting hand jobs from the president? I don't know that that's what it's called. I know he had skeletonwizard.biz. I know he had, <laughs> I know he had a couple I, I think other I, I think I have one of his shirts that's about uh, unlearn how to read. I have one of his that's the big image from Uzumaki with the spiraling eye girl. And then it's uh, Porky Pig coming out of it. Going, that's all, folks. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I have the one that's like uh, unlearn how to read. Yeah, uh, mind wizards are you know are assaulting you with propaganda and nice. Yeah, it's a really weird shirt to uh, to be wearing when you like run into a, a person that lives in the same apartment building as you that you don't really know, and you're just like, oh hey, how's it going? And was wearing yeah. this big like shirt that says unlearn how to read. Yes, yeah, I have the unlicensed Simpsons parody one that he did where like the background text is just the entire text of the copyright law regarding fair use and parody. Um, so amazing. So he posts what level of cyberpunk dystopia is a YouTube channel that seems to auto-generate obituary videos of still-living celebrities narrated by a robot voice. Among the ones that we have pictured here, we've got Chris Christopherson. Let's see here. Martin Sheen, Sally Jesse Raphael, uh, Martha Stewart, Joe Pesci, Dolly Parton, you know Peter Strayhorn, Liza Minnelli. None of these people have died. I thought Chris Christopherson was dead. 
Oh, was that Eddie Money? That was Eddie Money. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, forgive um, me. He did not have two tickets to Paradise, as it turns out, inshallah. But uh, <laughs> but this this account, I had to, I had to search for it. I had to find these. And I watched a couple of them this afternoon, not two, three hours ago. And yeah. and now the account is terminated. The, the video is no longer available because the YouTube account associated with this We weren't video. supposed to find... <laughs> and that was all part of the plan. You see, Q had been telling us. Q had been telling us that Joe Pesci <laughs> was murdered in the FEMA camp uh, below the Sears Tower. And that Hillary Clinton ate his liver. Yeah, I've been this there. Did yeah. a, a sparkle party or sparkle <laughs> dance or where the fuck that shit was called? Uh, are you referring to uh, Frazzle Drip? Or you there we refer- go, Frazzle Drip. Because that's the that's the uh, the fake video where it's it's supposedly her eating someone's face. The other one is. Maria Abramovic, spirit cooking. There we go. Uh, either one. Either one works. Um, so I think it's time for a crypto scam of the week, Brian. <laughs> You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the crypto scam of the week. Aside from celebrities having their kidneys eaten, I think it's time. <laughs> time to talk about some real people some and their real consequences. Pain. Yeah. So are you familiar with GDAC? You know, I've heard of it once or twice. Yeah, an exchange. Yeah, yeah, it's an exchange. Uh, it's a South Korean crypto exchange, and it was hacked oh. for about thirteen million on Sunday. This courtesy of CoinDesk. On Easter. Yeah, I know. The Lord was risen. And he said, uh, "Get bent." <laughs> he said, "You're not going to forex this, bitch," and flipped him the bird. Uh, South Korea. Yeah, so, uh, courtesy of CoinDesk, South Korean crypto exchange GDAC was hacked for thirteen million on Sunday. They transferred $13 million worth of crypto, 23% of its total custodial assets from GDAX Hot Wallet to an unidentified wallet. And they listed it out, 61 Bitcoins, 350.5 ETH, 10 million WeMix tokens, and 220,000 USDT. GDAC has notified the authorities. Of course, this isn't the most recent one. We've we've covered a couple of these before. Um, Ronin Bridge, you know, um, Sushi was exploited for mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle of like three and some change million. Um, but man, GDAC, you, I don't know, South Korean stuff. You always have that edge of. Well, it's you know, it's not. It doesn't. It's not covered by securities exchanges or whatever. You know, it's it's, it's one of those the, things. The where, laws in Korea are really particular. Right. I can't remember if they are too strict or they are too loose, but right. apparently they're not something. Yeah. yeah Cointelegraph saying the attacker gained control of some of the exchange's hot wallet. Yeah, GDAC is asking crypto exchanges not to honor deposits made from the addresses that perform the attack. Of course, the CEO saying we don't know when withdrawals will be resumed. Not much details other than that is known at the time. It's really just one of those things where, like, crypto spaces and hot wallets, you're... Kind of playing with fire there a little bit, just because any number of exploits are already out there. Yeah. I feel like we've been hitting the same kind of note for this segment, just because, like, where the market is. But uh, I don't know if you noticed, I think the last time we really talked about the price of Bitcoin, it was, like, the low 20s. I think so, yeah. And now I think it just uh, did a little weenie tap on 30K. Yeah. And if, uh, I'm not going to get into the, the nitty-gritty and the real fucking nerd shoe shit, but if certain things flip from resistance to support uh-huh. and we start seeing bitcoin move past 30 i imagine we're going to see more obviously that means more money is coming back into the space which means more fresh blood which means more weird fucking scams there's going to probably be some weird shit where a guy like fucking gets catfished <laughs> uh, 
empties his bank account. Right. So someone can buy an NFT of like, I don't know, a devil girl. Right. With her feet <laughs> positioned at the camera, you know, like some real pervert shit. Uh, feet guys. I don't understand it. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, you're right there knocking on 30,000 and 29,980 today. Uh, God, God help AI. us. If Bitcoin gets back to like 60 K cause it's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Oh yeah. Well, between that and then all the auxiliaries and all the ones that are kind of using Bitcoin as a, as a uh, canary in the coal mine, as it were, oh, you're going to see a lot of that. Well, there's going to be a halving mm-hmm. halving soon. Break that, that down for me. What's that usually, halving? I think, I think it's when it happens in the next like 180 days. And so what that means is that the difficulty mm. for solving the uh, equations or whatever to produce a part of a Bitcoin uh, increases by 50%. Okay. Or it becomes 50% more difficult. So the last halving was in 2019. Typically, I forget the exact amount of time, but usually after that event, it's usually a signifier that a bull run will begin again which means we'll probably see something next year or two. And again, that just means more fresh blood for right. scammers and weirdos and hype beasts and, <laughs> and guys that spend like 200 bucks on a pair of fucking joggers and shit like that. Yeah, I can't ever imagine spending that much on a pair of joggers. That's just nuts to me. Yeah, I mean, I've like spent like 100 before. But sure, that's kind of my ceiling though, you know? Yeah, they're really comfy. Sure. They're like really nice to make my they make my legs look really impressive. I would imagine. I mean, I got impressive legs already. But right. I mean, it really seals the deal. Like, oh man, this guy's got gams. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the, uh, hey, that fucking uh, wheezy looking nerd. He looks like he could crush a you know fucking yeah. uh, watermelon between those thighs, and it's true. I probably could, could. if I had my inhaler. <laughs> You'd probably make money online doing that too. Anyway. Uh, I wish handsome man with athletic thighs dot net. I think we could make that work. Jeez. Um, not dot com because you know we can't afford that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not made of money here anyway. <laughs> we get this business off the ground though, we might be, but uh, oh yeah, there it goes. It as we oh, were, it did $30,000 and uh, as we were speaking, we did it. We 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 were market makers. <laughs> This is obviously not financial advice. Please do not invest. Please do not. Please don't. Please stay here. Uh, If you want to do fucking paper trading and (laughs) and play along like that, you know, sure. Understand how financial markets work because it's some weird fucking uh, fucking witchcraft shit. Yeah. It makes you realize that money isn't real. Right. And I really do suggest anyone that has left leaning politics understand like finances and all that. Mm -hmm. Because then you're just like, oh, wow, this really this really is a bunch of bullshit. Right. Uh, And then it makes you want to like to bank up even more <laughs> uh, so should we, should we move over to the main topic i think we should because unlike a lot of other things that we talk about on this show this one is actually still around hasn't been any posts nobody's Mm-mm. been updating it but it is still around you can still go see you it. know uh the perfect companion the thug kitchen yes oh absolutely uh, this of course stuff white people like dot com the subtitle, of course, this blog is devoted to stuff that white people like. Boy, that's some like 2009 humor. Oh, boy. Yeah. Really, uh... And you're only off by a year. It was created in January 2008. So, yes. Right. Uh, but but it, I, I think of this, I think of like indie sleaze. I think of going mm-hmm. to very bad theme nights like Dollar Bin or oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking London Calling. Right. 
dating girls that wore like high waist skirts, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it was striped tops and got like blackout drunk off of like rumple mints. Oof. Yeah, some really weird vibes. Like I three about. cans of sparks, you know. Oh. Yeah, that was, yeah. Oh god, <laughs> bring back sparks. You know, you can get in Wisconsin. I think so. that's amazing. Now I know where I'm going on vacation next. So yes, uh, stuff white people like uh, supposedly. Supposedly, supposedly satirical in nature, although it just really feels like when you read through some of these posts, it's just a catalog of stuff that white people at the time may have been obsessed with. Yeah. I mean, like Conan O'Brien. Yeah. But see that. I mean, there really was. I know. You know, Ray-Ban Wayfarers. Yep. Banksy. 2008 we gotta think you know 2008. where the wild things are yeah that was kind yeah. of part of the indie sleaze yeah yeah roller derby ted talks you know the world cup vespas picking your own fruit mad men uh, Boy, white people aren't we so square yeah i mean jeez moleskin notebooks halloween halloween Fun- that's it it's just Fun- <laughs> funny or ironic tattoos how many chicks did you know that like always were wearing like an oversized beanie that had like a mustache tattoo? I knew like three. I think my cousin still has the one on her finger from Ooh. that time period. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Um, classical music. Here we go. Um, Taking a year off. Sea salt. Sea salt. <laughs> you know, the thing that black people don't like, but white right. people, we just can't just get enough of. Love it. Uh, unpaid internships. Now, okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> girls with bangs who doesn't like that ugly sweater parties which is bad the the foe for ugly sweater sweater parties that's number 118 um has a black person in it which makes you wonder is that a white person in blackface oh god oh Oh, no well stuff white people like uh blackface (laughs) see that would have been really not using enough seasoning a political prisoners (laughs) prisoners <laughs> boy boy <laughs> Woo. That's not a true neo, that is a neoliberal <laughs> not fucking, true yeah i mean i mean black music that black people don't listen to anymore i you know what that is true uh I yeah say it sure. i remember going to an ice cream shop in omaha nebraska that was i hate to say it really fucking good ice cream but oh, there sure was, was like there was like a Crosby or Rar- like the cheap fucking uh, horrible record player that destroys yeah. your records. Yeah, yeah. In the corner, and it was hooked up to a, a, a respectable sound system, like you know, playing like old Wu Tang. And I'm like, I'm I'm living like a very bad Brooklyn circa 2009 joke in 2017. <sighs> yeah, here's number 101: being offended. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, bumper stickers. Is there? Yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope one of them's voting. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Scar. Just vote the problem away. New Balance shoes. That's not. I'm wearing wearing New Balances. Oh, uh, and I'm... free healthcare. Like, is this a problem? The, you do definitely feel this is like a guy that like thought Obama was left as we needed to go. They reference Michael Moore's documentary Sicko because that was yeah, at the time. So I guess that was that's actually mm-hmm. thematically appropriate. So now, instead of us just reading off shit, so what is stuff? What, who's who's the man? Who's the who's the brain genius behind this experiment? <sighs> the brain genius behind the experiment is, you'll never guess. Is it a white man? It is a white man. No, he looks uh, like he's Jewish. White Canadian Christian Lander. Whoa. Christian Lander, uh, the Vatican's own uh, 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 
lunar module, Christian Lander. Christian Lander one, come in. This is the Vatican over. I've I've no. found right. God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he uh, he co-authored. He's very warm. <laughs> he was a copywriter in Los Angeles. You don't say. A guy who writes for a living. Wow. Uh, grew up in Toronto. Okay. Well, that's that's definitely like I, I think that's like the like most like neoliberal white city in Canada. So this kind of tracks. This is my favorite sentence in the whole bio though. Lander co-authored the site with his Filipino-Canadian friend, Miles Valentin. God, that must be the world's shortest person. After Valentin... <laughs> I, I just got it. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> After Valentin teased Lander for watching The Wire. <laughs> yes, so the blog became very popular. 300,000 daily hits and over 40 million total hits in all of... Nine months of existence, forty yeah. million hits. I uh, I remember showing this to my brother, and, and he, was, he was like, "Oh, this is really funny." Ah, uh, boy, I wouldn't want to like know anyone that enjoys this though. <laughs> like, well, right, and it's really. I ridiculous. remember going to a Borders and seeing it on like one of the front tables next to like the zombie survival guy. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. Yes, there was a book, July of two thousand eight. So not six months after the blog was created. Yeah, they got a fucking book deal. How's that work? Anyway, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Lander is listed as the sole author of the book, by the way, but some of the posts were created by the Filipino-Canadian friend. So, again, not really sure how that works. Oh, look, at he's on a fucking fixie. Oh, yeah. We're in like a cardigan. He's like a He's vest. got a fucking baguette in his bag. This is, this is a photo this guy. of... of I'm going to murder him. Taken, taken by a relative, by the way. Photo supplied by Jess Lander. I'm assuming sister or mother or... Uh, why not so, uh, both well, yeah, he's well, canadian you know hey. canadians sure love fucking their own family <laughs> the incestuous oh. canadian that's what my father owns so don't let a canadian uh stay in your house overnight don't lodge a canadian you might sneak in his sister and fuck her on your kitchen table <laughs> i said dad noted noted yeah taken and he taken went this. back to hit me with a hot wheels track <laughs> because i forgot to put the bb gun away Boy, you, you think you think it's funny not to put your BB gun back? Well, take your shirt off. Don't you cry. Pick, hey, hey, pick a shorter segment. Right. He, he's, he's, he's like, like, like I'm like a poor kid in the south picking his own yeah. switch. I'm yeah. picking the segment it's of Hot, like Wheels, Hot track. Wheels tracks. Yeah. Uh, don't get. Oh, you. If you keep going for them long ones, I'm gonna grab a launcher piece. Oh boy. I'm gonna oh. hit you with the plastic. Oh boy. Uh, so here's one thing uh, that, I, that I really fucked me up. Three hundred fifty thousand dollars was the advance for the for the stuff white people like book. The book, which is just a compilation of posts. It's just a bunch of posts. And drill can't even get an advance on his books, and he's a genius. Exactly. What is the what is the world coming? The the full title, by the way, of the book: stuff white people like colon. A definitive guide to the unique taste of millions. All right. I think there's a lot of stuff to unpack here, but the big thing that to me is like, you're going to get people offended by saying like, oh, what? Just because I like Miller Lite or whatever, you know, whatever it is, 
Oh, I'm I'm some kind of stereotypical white guy. You love you love pounding hole. You like pounding hole there, Miller Lite boy. Why don't you go home and be yeah. straight? <laughs> all right. <laughs> already planning on doing that, but all right. Uh, I guess I could you. be convinced either way. But uh, here I am drinking my athletic brewing and uh, <laughs> trying to contemplate the meaning of life and what it means to be a good person while you're over there pounding hole. Fellas, is it gay to contemplate the meaning of life? <laughs> Let me go suck on the Dalai Lama's tongue. <laughs> why are you as a man contemplating the... the... <laughs> why, why are you as a man? <laughs> oh, God. No, so, yeah. They, they, uh, oh, geez, you're sounding like a female influence. Why are you as a man born in February? <laughs> yeah. I love that one. That's so good. So, yeah, uh, Lander dropped out of a Ph.D. program at Indiana University, quoting uh, in this NPR piece from 2008, says the idea is intended to make fun of stereotypes and start conversations about them. And he succeeded, according to this NPR writer. Lander managed to get thousands of people to talk about racial stereotypes, to question their own assumptions and to factor class and and education into discussions of racial identity. No, he fucking didn't. No. This is... Uh... I'm sorry. Man. So what is he doing now? What's his, life, what's his life like now that he discovered what wife people like? Really, a lot of the stuff that I've seen... He's, he's, he's joining the anti-Assad forces in Syria. <laughs> well, he, he would now be uh, 44 uh, years of age. Did he write more than one book? He did indeed write more than one book. Uh, there were two sequels uh, to the book. There's the original stuff white people like. The follow-up, Wider Shades of Pale. Fuck! The subtitle, the subtitle to that one, The Stuff White People Like, Coast to Coast, From Seattle's Sweaters to Maine's Micro Brews. Fuck that. Yeah. Bad. Um, oh, no. The reviews, apparently, are very good. No. Dwight, what NPR have to say about it? Exactly. Dwight Garner from the New York Times, even better for the praise. Excellent. Few people alive are as deft at this satire as is Mr. Lander. His books are painfully observant, and they take you places The Daily Show and The Onion, those reliable dispensers of elite wit, mostly don't. No, they're fucking not! Sorry. <clears throat> anyway. They are among the prickliest guides through the American status system since Paul Fussell's class. Okay, um, this is the point of the show where I have to stop myself from saying something incredibly offensive, but... Um, I sh- we should... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Drag his <laughs> behind a fixie and then have the members of Montreal, of, of Montreal, feast upon his... So they too may be bland and uninspiring. And in 2014, Lander wrote a third book called White People, What's Up With Us? <laughs> no, no. Stuff South African white people like. <laughs> <laughs> Expensive uh, sandwiches. I, I, I got, I've got, let me furrow my mustache. Yeah. Jason, if you could stop being liking the same things as white people like up here. I will do my best now. Thank you. I grew up in South Africa. Expensive sandwiches, he says. MMA. Threatening to emigrate. It's all here. Sandwiches are so expensive in South Africa. They are so expensive. So, yes. It says, so sit back on your L-shaped leather couch, crack a craft beer, and lose yourself in this guide to the variable whiteness of being. I would rather be slowly crushed by a 500-horsepower electric motor made of piss. 
He also, in that sentence, makes reference to the unbearable lightness of being, which is actually an enjoyable read compared to this shit. I didn't realize that when we started researching this episode that I would get upset. Nuclear levels of pissed off. I, are, you, are, you getting, are you getting self-pissed for picking this choice? I kind of am. I mean, yeah. I picked it, but you're the one that said yes. Here's an excerpt from Stuff White People Like. Coffee. Yes, there's no doubt that white people love coffee. Yes, it's true that Asians like iced coffee, and people of all races enjoy a cup. But it certainly is that first person at your school to drink coffee was a white person. It's obvious that they didn't enjoy it, but they did it anyway until they liked it, like cigarettes. As white people begin to age... Oh, I can't fucking do this, dude. The, <laughs> the, the, the North American honky <laughs> first smokes a cigarette at age 13. Right. It's just... It's got and becomes... Like, a, and has a two-pack-a-day habit by the time they walk across the stage, if they get that far. If they haven't already entered a life of teen pregnancy uh, mm-hmm. and hookah. Yeah. Uh, white people oh, are, do white people love hookah? Yeah, Do white course. people love hookah and cassette tapes? Yeah. Ironic sneakers? Well, they said New Balance sneakers. So that's I guess true, that's yeah, yeah. God, this is... Oh, no, here's here's another one. This is this one's sure to piss you off. Religions their parents don't belong to. White people will often say they're spiritual, but not religious. This usually means they'll believe in any religion that doesn't involve Jesus. The most popular choices include Buddhism, Hinduism, Kabbalah, and to a lesser extent, Scientology. A few even dip to Islam, but that's much rarer since you have to make real sacrifices and actually go to a mosque. For the most part, white people prefer religions that produce artifacts and furniture that fit into their home or wardrobe. They are also particularly drawn to religions that do not require a lot of commitment or donations. When a white person tells you, I'm a Buddhist slash Hindu slash Kabbalist, the best thing to do is ask how they arrived at their religious decision. The story will likely involve a trip to Thailand or a college class on religion. Uh, my brother, my brother gave me an Alan Watts book. <laughs> See, <laughs> like I, I've, which I, is a pretty common story for some people sure. that find themselves uh, interested in uh, Asian philosophy and religion. Right, whether it's Taoism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and God forbid if you really got to be that different, Jainism. Yeah, well, like I read uh, Siddhartha. That's what got me interested in Buddhism. Yeah. <laughs> like, I read Herman Hesse. So Christian Lander is on Instagram, by the way. S- send him a request. Christian.Lander, father of twin boys, it says. Husband, owner of two oh, cats. Oh, that's a white person trait. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm going to have two kids at once. Yeah. In our t- <laughs> in our, in, in, uh, <laughs> I'm pointing point at you. To, yeah, because I'm... Yeah. Look at you, honky. Yeah. Look at you. A dumpling eater, briefly internet famous. No, the fuck you weren't. Uh, Christian, give us a call. 314-Ahoy-Poo. <laughs> I promise we won't roast you too hard. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just something... Okay, this is this whole thing. Like, This is a white guy digging on his own people in a way Yeah, that is like mean. That's fine. It, but felt, like, it felt mean-spirited, some of that shit. Yeah, I mean, but like, it's kind of like a no-risk thing. Sure, it's safe. That is like the easiest thing for a white comedian to do is be like, aren't white people so weird? Like, we're always wearing shoes and like <laughs> going to college. Always wearing shoes. Going to college and uh, um, having bread with like nuts in it. <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> white people. Hey, hey, white folks. Why are you always worry about your mileage? White people sure love getting over 30 miles per gallon. Why are white people always checking the tread on their tire? That's true. 
Yeah, this, I, is my, this is my this is the pain my grandfather used to check uh, the tread right. on his tire with. He has it marked and everything. He knows where it is. Because it's not all white people that he's talking about. He's really talking about city dwelling urbanites, like people that shop at Urban Outfitters that would buy his fucking book first of all. So that's a whole nother. I guess in a way, it's like here's a mirror. Boy, aren't you weird for doing this? I sure love being white and uh, <laughs> wearing a cardigan that makes me look like a pedophile. Boy, cable knit sweaters sure are my favorite thing. I love buying Wu-Tang records on vinyl and uh, ironically drinking cheap beer, going to see uh, Mayor Hawthorne in concert. (laughs) Salon.com, by the way, a bastion of white people themselves. The author of Stuff White People Like skewers the sacred cows of lefty Caucasian culture. Mm. From the Prius to David Sedaris... It gently mocks the habits and pretensions. <laughs> what if David Sedaris was a Prius. I think it'd go a little something like this. Uh, <laughs> oh, so uh, take a look at the frequently bought together there. Oh yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, okay, the so sequel, it's the two, the the sequel two books. books. And then what's that third book? Uh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Y'all telling on yourself. The third book um, is Baratunde Thurston's book, How to Be Black. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Hachi Oh, boy. Fan, yeah. Man. How to be black. Let's see. A New York Times bestseller, which, okay. Um, what year was it published? Christian Lander called it one of the smartest and funniest books he's ever read. Yeah, you wrote fucking stuff white people like. Any book that's better than that would be the smartest book that's you've it. ever read, you dumb son of a bitch. That's it. I'm writing the book uh, called How to be Filipino. <laughs> I'm really sure how to follow that up. Speaking of stuff white people yeah. like, how yeah. about uh, shock.jpg there, brother? Oh, boy. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. We got a doozy for you this week, Brian. Presented by the fellows at the Gay N-Words of America. Oh, the GNAA? The GNAA brought us this website. Uh, if you want to play along at home, do be warned that it will... Uh, go full screen and crank your volume up and say, I'm looking at gay porn while you look at it. So just <laughs> All right, let's, let's uh, fire the, up. Uh, uh, so it is internet dot, uh, internetcri.me, the GNAA logo, private security vuln and zero-day database, which, of course, is BS. Uh, it, you then click enter site, uh, and it is uh, a guy with a prodigious member uh, honking it, hanging it. Um, and then it's... Um, and then in the background, it's... <laughs> it's hey everybody i'm looking at gay porno and it tries to full uh, full screen and much to brian's dismay of course this is a looping gif of a guy honking it through the boxers again we're back on this again i hate, I, hate th- I, think th- I think through the through the boxers is a coward's move what's the text say it says are you one s son i don't know what that are refers to run ones I don't yeah know. i don't i don't i don't understand the reference uh please uh Email us, yeah, or at, text us, or harass us online. Please, if you know what the heck that means, or we're it, white and we don't understand <laughs> stuff. White people like not understanding anything online. <laughs> yeah, I imagine because it's a, a black man with a prestigious member that it involves uh, some secret cultural thing that I myself, the, a man from the Caucasus Mountains, <laughs> could not understand with an average my to brain, low my, sized memory. My, yeah. My, 
My dick doesn't even work. Right. So there's that, that. man's dick uh, works too well. Very uh, clearly. Was very God, you good. could. <laughs> Sorry. I had to close it because I'm just like staring at it. <laughs> it's, it's, it. There's a little bit of forced perspective going on there. There I has think. to be. Sure. It's, it's <laughs> like it the... kind of looks like a thing that should be wearing a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to have a hat or there's like a. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just like a. It's a beef stick, man. He's got a. This is absolutely a fucking hog. Yeah. Don't lie. It's a little scary. <laughs> A little scary that people like that walk among us with dicks that could split a piece of wood in two. I would be intimidated just knowing that that was around me somewhere. I wouldn't have to. Be, I wouldn't even have to see well, it. The, the worst thing is finding out like one of your friends has a huge dick. Oh, because then yes. you're just like. So that's why he's sitting like that. Right. Or like all this time you had all this confidence and I just thought you were just a dick. And oh, oh I okay. thought you were just like a really cool guy, but it turns out yeah. like side piping is an all day thing. <laughs> it's a habit. Like uh, stunting. Stunting is a habit. Put it in a habit. Stunting is a habit. Stunting is a habit. Stunting uh, like my daddy. That's who right. Also, so uh, <laughs> my dad once told me a story. Yeah. About uh, the father of a couple of my cousins, uh, kind of being a piece of shit in the seventies, and you know, in the seventies guys wore pretty short track shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, one day he uh, decided to get day drunk after mowing the lawn in my grandma's house in uh, Delwood. There was a hammock set up. Okay. So he decided to do a little day drinking. Sure. Fell asleep. Turns out his little member oh boy. creeped out the side of his pant leg and got sunburnt. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. This is not the story I was thinking it was going to be. I, I've always thought about, like, you know what? I may be a fuck up in life, but I've never accidentally sunburnt sun- my dick day yeah. drinking. Of all the things I have had happen while day drinking, that's not one of them. Yeah, no. that's definitely... I, if I decide to have a nice cold beer after mowing the lawn, I get my ass inside lest I sunburn my prick. Indeed, indeed. Actually, that happened to me today. I, I mowed the lawn and I said, you know, I got a beer in the fridge. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But I, then I said, I'm going to come inside because I am an indoor kid. Uh, <laughs> so. uh, mom said I had to stay inside because my skin's really uh, translucent. That's right. If it gets any thinner, I'm going to be able to see my brain. Like one of those weird jellyfish that never sees light. Yes. Well, you know, I used to work overnight for years and years and years. So like I wouldn't you do see kind of, You do kind of have like a... a mythological creature <laughs> dusting around the alleyways a la shadow run expansion pack yeah just kind of skittering you'd call that or uh, white white people <laughs> you're honking around i'm honking around you're uh, honking around looking for uh, a sandwich with gouda cheese <laughs> oh is boy this where i register the vote is this where i register the vote <laughs> that's your main call is this where i register the vote is this where i register the vote cable knit sweater cable knit sweater <laughs> Wu-Tang! Wu-Tang secret! Wu-Tang! Wu-Tang secret! Jazz station! Jazz station! Jazz station! Uh, that would be the... Because I, I work... AOC! At, yeah. AOC! <laughs> oh, baby. That's the 48 minutes of dogs barking riff of the week. But you are, oh, by, you, you are, by the way, free to use any of these white people mating calls if you are looking to attract a mate. Uh, they will, they will not work. I'm just telling you that right now. It's not, uh, it's not going to happen. DSA, DSA me. <laughs> well, okay, now that one. All right, now that, that, yeah. I still can't get get out of my mind. Uh, remember a couple of months ago, there was that weird guy that was kind of like camera creeping on AOC and DC. Yeah, and her there was that response video she did where she was obviously distraught, but she said one of those things that's never going out of my head. Where it's like, there she is, that big booty, booty Latina. Latina. And uh, it's it's always going to be stuck in my head. If I were do if I made house music, I would start a drop with that. Oh hell yeah. Uh, that's that same guy. He went around to, uh, during the early days of the pandemic, he went around to all these city 
hall meetings and was going like spraying uh, sanitizer all over all over himself and going vaccinate me all day long vaccinate me want to sing this same guy <laughs> a failed comedian turned right wing nut job it's kind of fucked up what he did i mean right. i feel like aoc is uh does not get any passes on anything no still really creepy right but on the upside it did get us a big <laughs> bu- juicy latina the vibrato yeah. it's yeah. like yeah I think he was trying was, to work up to a song or something, but he just couldn't get there. And so it's like, oh, it's like she sounded like the chick from that Metallica song. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Marianne nah. Faithful? The famous big booty juicy Latina. Marianne <laughs> Faithful. And some of them were genuinely funny because it's just this guy going nuts at a city hall meeting. All the city hall people have to sit there and listen to him for like two minutes. Oh, yeah. So he's got a clock running and he's he's just screaming about like, give oh. me Pfizer, give me Moderna, stick that vaccine in my sternum. Vaccinate your mom, vaccinate your dad, vaccinate the happy, vaccinate the sad, vaccinate your babies, vaccinate them, even if they got rabies, vaccinate my life, vaccinate my wife, vaccinate your DNA, vaccine created by the CIA, vaccinate your body, vaccinate me at the party, vaccination freak, vaccination freak leak, I want the vaccine in my life. Like he's just... <laughs> So fucking weird. I mean, I've have you ever had to sit through like a city, what's hall, that? Like a city council meeting or anything like that? I cannot say I, that I, I have, did no. during Ferguson, and it was kind of weird because you get you'd see like all of like the residents. Yeah, yeah. You know, and not saying that some protesters weren't people that lived in Ferguson. Sure, but you'd see like all of like the normal shit that they had to go through. It would be like some dude going on for two minutes about so the Starbucks they're building. Yeah. I'm afraid the HVAC. Uh-huh. Is going to be too loud, and it's going to disturb me in my home. Right, which may be a valid complaint. Yeah, but the way that it's presented in the arena, which is presented, it's like, oh, this is like paint drying. Oh, sure. And yeah. you know, and then like the protesters come up and yell at Knowles and some other people, and like, okay, here's the good <clears throat> shit. Right. But it was really like people being like, my neighbor's fence is not enough. in a condition that benefits the good name of our neighborhood. There's an abatement, and it says he can't have his fence more than six inches above my fence, and he just put a new fence up, and it's twelve inches above my fence, and I need somebody to go. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've done some of that stuff with, uh, with, with some of the other offices on one to ones, because there was a, there's a whole historical district around here that you have to go and get all these permits for, and you've seen the front porch of the house, you see how it's all reconstructed. We did all this work on it. Yeah, we had to go through at least a month of back and forth with them about like, well, no, it's got this and this period. So familiar with the bureaucracy, not familiar with sitting through a whole meeting of that. Because oh, just man. 10 minutes in that office and I'm ready to put a drill in my ear. So, God, I can't imagine. That sucks. Yeah. It's not great. No. So I guess a guy showing up in a, you know, in scrubs and screaming while throwing hand sanitizer on himself is at least entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> there really wasn't a lot to laugh about back then other than just like people being stupid. Right. It's just a, it's just a flout. Oh yeah, you love that. You love to see that one. How many people does the flu kill a year? Do the math. Anyway, I don't know why we're so worried that the flu kills a million people every every winter. And it's like, well, that seems bad. That seems too. bad too. Yeah, it seems not great. Seems like we should be doing something about that as well. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I guess it's time for the breath. Man. I guess it is. <laughs> no more massive hogs. Nope. It's this little it's, stuff. It's stuff white people like. Time. Yeah. Stuff white people like uh, having diminutive peckers. <laughs> 
Speaking of diminutive peckers. If you're going to make a light, bright representation of my penis, <laughs> you would not have to use a lot of light, bright pieces. Two or three. I can't. Anyway, uh, speaking of stuff white people like, boy, boy, white people really like superhero movies, don't they, Brian? Oh, did you watch the superhero movie? I, I did indeed. I watched the new Shazam movie, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah? Um, It sounded like it was a waste of time. You know... I really enjoyed the first Shazam because it felt really fresh and interesting. I think it did stuff that superhero movies weren't doing at the time. It was very, it was very much like a throwback. Like this kind of movie could have been made in the '90s kind of style. Like it, it, it yeah. felt very of a different time period. Uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> Fury of the Gods falls into the same trap that Black Adam does, and it's just like, it's just, it's okay. Helen Mirren is one of these. Ancient Greek gods who comes back. And they're the daughters of Atlas. And so that's neat. Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are the two main villains. You gotta like that. That's kind of fun to watch. It's not something to build a whole two-hour movie on. But When was the last time you saw Lucy Liu in anything? So Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu being the, the, the main baddies was interesting, but not enough to carry a movie. The <sighs> Zachary Levi is good, but he can't carry the whole movie either. Like... It just kind of falls apart. If you're going to kill two hours, there's, there's worse ways to do it. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely recommend Black Adam over that just because I think the story was better. But I I know I'm really like bored if I'm watching Black <laughs> Adam because like, I feel like that. I mean, I sat through like Love and Thunder. Right. And which is one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. One, at least one of the worst looking modern movies I've ever seen. It definitely <laughs> felt really rushed. I will look like dog shit. For how good uh, the the third Thor movie was, yeah, Ragnarok was like fun. Well, yeah, like oh, this is what comic book movies should be like. Yeah, and the same with the first Shazam. It was very fun. You know, had this kind of loosey goosey attitude with the source material. Wasn't doing a lot of stuff. The only entertaining part, I think, is that there's a you know. There's a running joke in both the first and the second Shazam that, that Shazam, because Shazam is actually a teenage boy, mm-hmm. is obsessed with Wonder Woman. And so like now that he's a superhero, he thinks he's got a shot with her. Uh, that, to me, is funny. And Gal Gadot does show up at the end there for a little cameo. But, oh, uh, like, she's <laughs> a Palestinian child. <laughs> oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> Oh, wow, it's Shazam. But yeah, she shows up at the end after all the main plot has been resolved, by the way. It was just fun. Uh, just to be like, ha or oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm Gal Gadot. <laughs> oh. So oh, there's not much to it. It's kind of a trifle of a movie. It's, it's again, it's fun. Oh, Shazam, did you save the day? <laughs> oh. I don't oh, know what amazing. that accent is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just roll oh, it. Oh, I don't know either. <laughs> Speaking of uh, racism, Brian... <laughs> Jesus Christ. We've been tackling the subject all episode long. I might as well just keep it going. I played and finished a David Cage game. Wow. That is pretty racist of you. Detroit Become Human. That's incredibly racist of you. That's hard to our territory. That is. Uh, Detroit Become Human, Brian. Are you familiar with Detroit Become Human? I've heard it's a fuck. I mean, like all David Cage games, it's kind of a dumpster (sighs) fire. It is a really really hit the nail on the head allegory for race as androids are in one of the first scenes in the game. Android with a hard R. (laughs) Randroids are. (laughs) Androids are uh, forced to stand at the back of the bus. Okay. 
Oh, they're not even geez. they're not even being subtle with it. I'm telling you, like there's uh, oh boy. Um, so the thing about quantic dream games, and you, for those of you in the audience not really familiar with them, they're the ones who did uh, Heavy Rain, your Beyond Two Souls, your Fahrenheit slash Indigo Prophecy, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Boy, I'll say it's very interesting that uh, Heavy Rain probably is one of the quickest turnarounds for a game if, in, as far as public opinion. Really? Because I think people were like, oh, this is so fucking crazy. I remember working with guys at Blockbuster like, this is so fucking wild. Like all this shit, like really into the story. My brother was into it. And yeah. then like, I think probably within like a year, people were like, actually, this is pretty, pretty fucked up hot garbage. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is going to happen with a lot of David Cage's games because... Um, I think not people, games. I think, I, well, I think people already, like, I think before the reviews were out for Detroit Become Human or where the fuck it's called, Become Human, Mr. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you you Mr. 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 Detroit. Detroit yeah. And his, like uh, a Billy Crystal character. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's Mr. Detroit. Detroit Become Human. I think before, like, most of the reviews were even out, people were, like, already knew what their opinion was going to be. There was no, like grace period where people are like oh there's some interesting ideas here i think pretty much we're like this deserves to not exist this was a waste of someone's finite time on earth well especially considering like there's considerable talent on screen in it um, yeah you got clancy brown one of my favorite oh that guy actors yeah uh you got lance hendrickson small role in it but it's fucking lance hendrickson yeah he's a, he's he plays a robot in the movie and now he's in a game about robots you see do you get it like they're beating you over the head with it uh, every time he's on screen you get it? it's a computer joke their games are not games in the traditional sense they're mostly a collection of quick time events they're light puzzle solving you know they're really narrative driven very much so and had it been more like say a telltale games game where it's yeah. strictly a matter of what choices you make, visual novel style almost. Yeah. I think it would have been a better game, and I think if they had really focused... Because what the game does poorly is that it tries to tell a story about androids gaining sentience and agitating for their freedom from human society from three different characters' perspectives. You've got Marcus, this this android who was left for dead and re- literally rebuilds himself and kind of builds his own uh, army of deviants. This is what they call the, the androids who break their programming in the game. You've got Kara, who is a caretaker who protects this child from an abusive family and runs away, breaks her programming, right? And then you've got Connor, who is an android created to stop other androids, a la Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. If they had stuck to the Connor storyline, the Blade Runner type storyline, yeah. I think it would have been a better experience because really what's most interesting to me is navigating Connor through this, you know, tense relationship with uh, this cop with a tragic backstory and figuring out the case and you're going through crime scenes and you're trying to, that's the most interesting part to me. Running away from the cops and getting on a bus doesn't, it doesn't quite have the same or like. You can choose to have a violent demonstration or to do a peaceful protest as Marcus, the the leader of this, you know, the resistance cell. It's like neither of those things are as interesting in game form as they are to like see in a movie. But the Connor stuff where you're like helping the cops and trying to figure out the case, that's interesting. And if they'd stuck to that, made it a little shorter, skipped the quick time stuff and just gone like what your choices matter here. I think you would have had a much tighter experience and probably a better game. Kind of a clunker, wasted about 10 hours of my life on it, which uh, 
be embarrassed about that, but um, that then that is going through and seeing two of the five endings or the two of the ten endings you can see. Uh, after the first uh, two, I said, you know, I'm good. <laughs> said, I'm. I don't think I've ever finished a David Cage game. <laughs> last one was Beyond Two Souls. That was the last one I finished. I, I remember people jacking off over Indigo Prophecy quite a bit, but uh... well, because I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, and it seems like his fall on the the new PlayStation systems uh, coming out. Because yeah, Indigo Prophecy was groundbreaking for the PS2 era. I think it was just the the way you kind of do things that were unprecedented. Narrative and yeah. And, and and there were certain things like conversations could do different things. But games since then have done it better, you know, and, and have kind of improved on that and they're still kind of stuck in these old old ways. So yeah, those those are the the two things that really um, grabbed me. Brian, how about you? I watched like a couple playthroughs of Beyond Two Souls. Mm-hmm. I think the only part I ever really enjoyed was the part where Elliot Page's character goes to the birthday party and oh. you can just like just at like almost murder these children. Yes. That part's pretty cool. Well, it's not even you doing it either. So you can feel, you know, it's, yeah, it's uh, like the, the spirit. Yeah. W- which is supposed to be you, the player. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. weird. And also finding out that like there was some guy who programmed or oh. code, a, a completely nude the model of, of Elliot Page. Elliot Page. Yeah. Yeah, the game did not need that. Well, and then after that, Naughty Dog got sued by Elliot Page because they thought the the Ellie character model was based on that. Elliot Page uh, had complained that I don't know why they made a character look so much like me. I had my own video game coming out. Oh, like, oh, that's what it was. Okay, I thought it was something else. Yeah, I think they changed the ga- the model to look less like Elliot, which works uh, because yeah, they're 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 very different games. <laughs> that is yes. right. That's right. When the first Last of Us was coming out. Okay. Um, yeah, about like ten fucking years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Stop fucking releasing it. Stop fucking releasing it. Stop oh, fucking releasing Skyrim oh. and that, and and Last of Us. Stop fucking releasing it. I can uh, I can play Skyrim on my engage. Yeah. I'm side rimming. <laughs> side rimming? Because you're like side talking. Oh the, oh oh oh. <laughs> on the on the engage. It's like you put your head up to someone's ass and lick from the side. Oh, an ass eater! I used to eat <laughs> ass until I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> oh, do you ever get down to Analinga City? Oh, I thought not. Not a commoner like you. <laughs> oh, a Nord would never eat ass. <laughs> oh boy. Whew. Uh, not much in the ways of media consumption. Uh. Been messing around with the mercenaries mode for Resident Evil Two or Resident Evil Four Remake. Yeah, I heard just, there was some other stuff that that got added with that update. Is there? Um, there's some easier ways to lock unlock certain content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. I hope they add more stuff to it, like more characters and more levels. Because right now it's just three levels and four characters, and they're all fun. The first couple times I played around in the new mercenaries mode. I didn't really get into it, and I started kind of like finding the rhythm and like how it's different from the original. And so I like it. It's fun. It's a nice little diversion. It would be cool if there was more. I hope there's more, and I hope it's not DLC. Um, I get the feeling it's going to be, because with the the Mercenaries update, they added Michael transactions. Yeah, for unlocking the the ultimate Mm -hmm. stuff of guns, uh, the ultimate uh, characteristic or attribute. Yeah, I hope they they add more stuff because holy crap, I want more stuff. And kind of some more time to reflect on the remake and like 
kind of started my second playthrough. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, now that I know what I'm expecting, I can kind of take it a little bit slower and more subjective. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Some of the stuff is good. I like the the opening village stuff. I like a lot more second time around, kind of understanding the context a little bit better. I still think the island sucks shit. <laughs> yeah. I almost say I like the island from Res- the original Resident Evil 4 oh, more. Because it's like, I'd rather just have that shit show than this new shit show, which you guys thought was better. And it is, but to not enough. Yeah. Yeah, didn't really, don't really have much of the media consumption. Went to Milwaukee. Yeah, with my was girlfriend Milwaukee? And a couple friends. It was good. It was a little chilly. Sure, you're going north. But like, kind of sucked because like it was like 70 degrees here in St. Louis and it's like high of 50. Yep. And usually, usually it's warmer in Milwaukee this time of year than yeah. St. Louis, which we were a little confused about. But had fun. My girlfriend never been there, and we immediately went to this place on the east side called Ian's Pizza, and like we're parked, and we had been driving for like five and a half hours. Like we're talking, and like just some dude like walks up to her car and like opens the door. What? And she like slams the door, almost crushing his arm. And just, the, the, real, the real, right the real St. Louis almost came out of me because yeah. like I feel like if I was not cognizant of what Milwaukee is like, it was just some old guy. Yeah, who's really fucking confused. Went to I guess my girlfriend's car is the same color as his car, and he drove. But it was a completely different model and make, not even the same type of sedan, right. different brand. And we we're just like, wow, this what a confused old ass fucker. But like, I'm just thinking like, if someone did that shit like in the Delmar Loop or in the Grove, it would be like, oh, I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be like fucking squaring up. Even if it was an old ass dude, I'd be like, what's up? Yeah. What's up? What you what you on the you in the K hole? What's up? <sighs> Yeah, just old ass dude. Just you know. yeah. So that was that was my girlfriend's introduction to Milwaukee. I was like, here, we're gonna have some really great pizza, but first you gotta get weirded out by this old dude. Like, like he opened the door and the car was running too. So it was like one of those things. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, like, what are you thinking? And he was like, oh god, I'm sorry. And it was like meandered off to his car and drove off. And I'm weird, very yeah. weird. Uh, but other than that, Milwaukee was great. Got to drive around. Showed her a couple of things. Showed her like uh, like Atwater Beach. Showed her like the Airbnb we stayed. Me and my friend stayed in a couple of years ago that eventually got burned down by a hobo. And now oh like there's God. like the new build. <laughs> and it's like yeah, the last time we were here a couple of years ago, this was just like a burnt patch of ground. Oh my God! I was kind of just trying to sell her on the city. That I think it's kind of neat, and I think it worked. Maybe not. I don't know. But we did go to uh, a speakeasy. Oh, called Don's TV Repair, <laughs> and okay. uh, my friend who I, I well I was like I was looking at like the reservation shit, and I was like, well, you gotta ask, you gotta go up to the guy at the counter at the TV replayer place slash grocery or whatever, and say I'm looking for an ice cold Seven Up, and I'm like, you gotta say that, and okay. he goes up. And he's like, oh, I heard uh, you guys got cold seven up here. And I'm like, and you can see like the guy behind the counter just being like, oh, okay, what's your name? Like, one of those things like, oh, cool, you couldn't. Couldn't remember a simple phrase. Yeah. Simple phrase, mm-hmm. yes. And like, when he, like, when we got set, when we got seated, he was like, oh, he was so nonchalant. Like, like I didn't like, because he, he kind of didn't do it right. <laughs> and then, you know, the guy goes over and like pops this thing and like the seven up machine that's attached to the wall pops open you walk down and i had a really good boozy milkshake so my girlfriend Mm, or 
burgers were okay i think the thing is like it was really dirty and dingy feeling which is not like a great environment for eating food yeah like i kind of felt like you know what like maybe my girlfriend and our other friends like didn't have the same like sensory thing but <laughs> for me like it very bad feelings like growing up in spanish lake and being like in the basement of my friend's house playing like mole combat on genesis and like the basement just smelling like mildew and limestone and mm. like it felt like the aesthetic the 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 attention to detail is good there was like it looked like a basement of a weird tv repair shop slash like speakeasy yeah but it was also like a little too dingy for me to feel comfortable eating food in yeah i can definitely see that i definitely wouldn't want to eat food in my basement (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it was it was weird but there was like also like a bunch of old like zenith signage and there was a lot of stuff they were doing that was neat it just wasn't the best environment i guess for me to be enjoying of sure what was end up being a very expensive meal Ish. i think it was like 70 bucks with tip for both of us Oof. yeah every meal when i was in new orleans wound up being 70 bucks i don't know how that kept happening but uh no do you go po boy Oh God, yeah. Okay. I, I, oh God, three, four times in, yeah. in, in a five-day trip, we got yeah. po boys. Oh, and like the last day we were in Milwaukee, like we checked out and we were going to get something to eat. We were going to go to Ian's again, but turns out they were closed on Easter, which is mm. whatever. But the hotel we were staying at was right by the Buck Stadium, and I'm like, well, let's just like walk around there. No, she was like, I want like fucking German food. And I'm like, fuck it, all right, let's all go right. for it. And there's lots of German food, right? Because yeah. there's like a good portion of downtown is just like German restaurants. Yeah. And so we go to this German place that goes like the Milwaukee Brat House. Hell yeah. And it's like a sports bar, and she got a really good fucking brat. I, we both got beer cheese soup, and it was probably the best beer cheese soup I ever had in my life. But like as we're like waiting for food, like when the bartender is like, I think someone bomb a shot and he like salutes it with like, happy birthday, Jesus. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And like there was also like two people, like one guy was like leaving as we were coming in. He was like talking to another guy at the bar. being like, no, nah, man, you should check out David Lynch, man. It's totally, it totally be your thing. And I'm like, the fuck is like dudes in Brewers shirts. It's been like David Lynch, man. One of the all-timers, David Lynch. Laura Dern, baby. We love her. <laughs> yeah, log. Dude, the log lady's going to blow your fucking mind, bro. Matthew and Lillard then, like, making a comeback. Like, yeah. And then, like, we're waiting for the food. And there's, like, girls walking around booty shorts and shit. And it's, like, this, like, this, like, interesting vibe. Because, like, St. Louis sports fans yeah. kind of feel like you're waiting for a race war. Well, it depends on where you go, but I get what you're saying. It yeah, just yeah. there's nothing there's nothing enjoyable. I think observing other people that enjoy. I think soccer, the soccer people are fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's for only sure. time before it feels like a white ethno state. Yeah, there's gonna like, be that. Like yeah. the, there's a reason why calling Cardinals fans the greatest fans in baseball is like really sarcastic because they're kind of the fucking worst. Yeah, I imagine there's Met fans that are nicer. I would imagine, yeah. Hell, I know Cubs fans that are nicer, yeah, which is exactly, saying something. Exactly. One of the nicest guys I ever met had a fucking Cubs logo tattoo. Oh, no, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird, but he was a nice guy. Anyways, just watching how different sports fans, different sports teams, different cities go. And, like, the bartender, I wish I could get, I got a photo of it. I couldn't get the fucking camera, um, the camera phone to focus. 
but he was cracking open like the little balls of Red Bull, like the, mm-hmm. the really small ones. He was cr- keying them open <laughs> and then pouring vodka in the wound. Oh, no. Like stigmata. <laughs> oh, wow. It, like they were drinking the Lord's blood. Yeah. And they just all just like like fucking shotgun these these little tiny rebels, maybe a shot and a half of vodka in them, Jesus. and just a mess all over the floor. And I'm like, and me and my girlfriend are like, fucking love it, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, we're coming back. And I'm like texting with Bert, yeah, friend friend of the yeah, show, friend Bert, of the show, Bert, who's mm-hmm. never listened to an episode of it. That's and okay. probably doesn't know it exists. That's fine. Um, <laughs> he would like our wrestling talk though. So I'm, I'm sure. sure yeah. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he would come on here and just be like. <laughs> fucking animals <laughs> fucking Trish Stratus fuck you you know fuck right. you <laughs> fucking carny bullshit <laughs> uh, he's gonna kick my ass oh I know uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like mine too with, it's okay I'm just te- I'm like texting with him talking about being in Milwaukee he's like oh I was just in Milwaukee <laughs> and I was like oh you're here for the Brewers because the cards are playing the yeah, Brewers in a series yeah and uh which is fun, like listening to like Cardinals. We did run to a couple of Cardinals fans in the city, all bummed that the Brewers were beating our ass. And they yeah, had our pitching games shit this year. So where you what are you thinking is going to happen? The only thing we ever have is a fucking pitch a game, and a couple guys that can hit a dinger. Yeah, and maybe maybe once in a while we have a shortstop who, before he gets supported back to the Dominican Republic, plays a couple <laughs> good seasons. <laughs> Ooh, sad but accurate. Yeah, yes. That's... Anyways. <laughs> oh, what are we gonna do when uh the the catcher guy? I don't know, man. When he re- isn't he supposed? To, is he retire? Not Mom? yet, I don't think. I haven't. I oh, I, lo- I love how the ys ass white people, the most pearl clutching ass white people, love that dude in St. Louis. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like the people that would hate to be in the fucking elevator with a black child. Yeah, yeah. Are like, just, oh, I fucking love yeah. Marty. Uh-huh. Where the fuck his name is? Yeah. I don't know. I my my mom. So for the for the people playing at home, the reason I hate Cardinals sports is my mom once made me sit through at the time what was the longest rain delay in MLB history? Mm. Yeah, to, for for a game we were going to lose anyway. Yeah, I think yeah. we did end up losing it. It ended up going really late, and you're like sitting in wet clothes. It fucking yeah. sucks shit. So yeah. fuck baseball. Okay, that's why like I go to Milwaukee. I'm like, yeah, I could simp for the fucking Bucks. Yeah, because like it's indoors. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no rain delay. There's no rain delay, and like uh, it's not just like the most like easy to hate white people that show up for those games. Like it's everyone in the city. Right. It's a whole other deal. Yeah, it's a whole other deal. It's not everyone's racist uncle and like their <laughs> fat mom named Bev. A lot of those. God. But yeah, no, like. And I like mentioned like, oh yeah, we're getting lunch at the Milwaukee Brat House. He's like, I was trying to go there last yesterday before the game. And it was just too fucking crazy. I'm like, man, it's chill right now. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jesus. Still caught. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday, Jesus. Just like I was like, oh, my people. Yeah, yeah. And then like pouring pouring the, the stigmata. <laughs> a little a little bit of vodka into the Red Bull can. Yeah. And then like people are just fucking shooting it. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is this is my kind of shit show. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm I, me and my girlfriend are like, oh, we're definitely coming back here. Oh, for sure. Next that's, time we're in that sounds like the place to go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and <laughs> so I like Milwaukee. Yeah, I think my girlfriend might. I don't know, but so that's that's my breath mint. Awesome. That's a that's a hell of a good one. We're gonna do our usual thing here and, and tell you where you can find us online. That's of course for eight minutes of dogs barking dot com. You can shoot us an email. Jason at four eight minutes dogs barking dot com. Brian at four eight minutes dogs barking dot com. Please send me Goatsy. Yeah, please. Uh, if you, hey, if you've got an uh, uncompressed Daniel Pearl video. 
Only if it's set to yakety sax. Remember that was the condition. Oh, his yeah. head. He's like, he's, his head keeps coming back. That was the. That was the condition. It's got a loop and it's got to be yakety sax. Uh, you can also shoot us a text or give us a call three one four ahoy poo three one four two four six nine seven six six. If you don't like to spell with your telephone. Let's see here. Brian, where can they find you online? Oh, if you want to harass me online, you can find me at Ishagidibor on Instagram and Twitter. That's I-S-H-O-T-G-U-I-D-B-O-R-D. If you want to check out my photography portfolio for some fucking reason, it's <laughs> asshole, asshole, music asshole, fo- asshole, asshole music photographer.com. Mr. Producer? Mr. Producer! <laughs> uh, and if you want to see my bad words um, about music and my bad foes about music, it's amusicphotographer.com. I will be photographing the amazing bass drum of death tomorrow. Yes. And I'm thinking I'm going to be photographing Covet. Hey, uh, amazing little uh, math rock guitar dealie there going on there. Yvette Young, probably one of the most impressive young guitarists in the world right now. Big fan of her stuff, particularly the stuff she did to, during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I kind of kind of got into it with the the publicist for 100 Gex, who are who are playing their <laughs> oh, hometown show next door, which is sold out. Yeah, I guess I got. I guess I'm an asshole. Jason Brian. Where, where can they harass you? Oh, my they, where can they send their death threats? Oh, yes. At Video Crime on most social medias. That's V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. If you're on TikTok or Instagram, I will be at Laser Goose CEO. The show itself is on TikTok, by the way, at 4-8-Minutes-Of-Dogs. Patreon.com slash 4-8-Minutes-Of-Dogs. If you'd like to support the program, there are other ways to support the program, by the way. I, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but leaving us a review on, on the, the Apple podcast thing there, yeah. reviews anywhere you see the option to do so, Google, wherever you get your podcasts and you can leave a review, just doing that is definitely a help for the show. Anytime you see the show mentioned online, giving it a retweet or a like or whatever you like to do, that's up to you. But that's one way to support the show. Don't cost you nothing. Love to do it. We're going to leave you with a little music today. Oh, what we got to say, Jason? We have a classic from uh, a band that white people really like called McCluskey. You know, McCluskey fan. Let me hear, Brian. Oh, I thought you were going to play like Plain White Tees or something. No, 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 God, no. You couldn't catch me dead playing that. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you, gonna, you, you could play the one of those little stomp clap bands? No, God, no. Please. You should have really leaned into the... No, no. Maybe I should have. Yeah. Oh well, you could you could play the <laughs> of monsters and men of monsters and men or uh, lumineers lumineers or oh god Mumford uh, and Sons Mumford and Sons there you go Mumford and Sons you could play Lana Del Rey uh, well see I like Lana Del Rey so I don't know about that's <laughs> <laughs> I still remember I still remember covering Lollapalooza and, yeah and listening to all the photographers being pissed they had to cover they Lana Del to. Rey yeah instead of uh, Nine Inch Nails and Nine Inch Nails was awesome I bet Lana Del Rey was okay I'm sure it was very okay I wouldn't know I saw I was listening to Nine Inch Nails so. yeah I was also at Nine Inch Nails being like this fucking whips ass yeah this is so fucking cool and then I bet Lana Del Rey was just kind of like oh. <laughs> Everybody if, loves my pussy. <laughs> Whatever she says in that one what song. If you had a kabucha. Yeah. <laughs> tasted like my love. I don't know. She, I've like her. Like I just. I just know like her music's just like shorthand for like. She makes Saint Vincent look interesting. 
St. Vincent is interesting. Well, that era of St. Vincent. Oh, I was going to say, like... Which Buddy Head used to call her the Michael Jordan of being boring. (laughs) 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 I think St. Vincent has since become a very interesting musician, but like St. Vincent 10 years ago, I was like, yeah, this is... It's a little dry for me. Yeah, I think I think once Annie started like shredding and like, getting okay. weird. Yeah, when she started getting weird with them, like, oh, okay, I'm into. This. When she started hanging out with David Byrne, then it was really yeah. like it was on. Um, yeah, I was into that shit. I mean, she wasn't hanging around with Beck, right? Yeah, it's a very different like being on his cover of Master of Puppets. Yeah, yeah, that was so fucking weird. Very odd. But no, the the uh, McCluskey is a is a group uh, that I really enjoy. It's a band. It's a band uh, that uh, don't don't protest in front of their house. Mm mm mm. Oh, I got it. I just got that. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna brandish weapons at you. I got it. Okay. No, uh, this is this band uh, is from. I don't even know where they're from. Don't really care. This song's called "Lightsaber Cocksucking Blues." <laughs> We're gonna. Get- <laughs> it's a great song with a stupid title. I love those. Well, as we always say at this time, Namaste and good luck. Bye bye. Bye. Either you are while you're falling apart and it open a can of worms. And I got in my hand and I know it looks bad, but believe me, I'm innocent. And I'm fearful, I'm fearful, I'm fearful of flying, and flying is fearful of me. And I covered my eyes when she told me the news, telling me I'm with my lightsaber cocksucking Stain on account of a crutch and I'm aching from fucking too much 